What's up, Steve? How you doing, man? Morning, Greg. How are you today? Well, it's good to get. I'm glad you got out of bed early on a Saturday morning. You're not doing anything. Oh no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Spring sports, basketball. Let's let's go around the horn. Uh, let, let's just start with men's basketball. Uh, Coach Penny, they get in Collins. They get the 18 wins. They win. Uh, eight of their last ten in the regular season, they go into it, and and then like everybody else, they ran into the juggernaut of of Southeast Missouri. They won four in a row to go to the uh, NCAA tournament. Only second time in OVC history that's happened, but it just seems like another step for Penny in that program. Oh yeah, it was, it was a fun year to watch the, that team, Greg. Uh, you know, I covered the women most of the year, but uh, just getting to uh, travel along with the women. And to see the men play, uh, it, it was it was great to watch them. My, this is my first year at TSU. Uh, they put on quite a performance for me uh, personally, so it was really fun to cover them this year, yes, sir. And, and then the women and Ty Evans just finishing that third year from what he inherited. The very first year didn't have a win. Now going back, got a win in the LVC tournament last year. Going back, what they could do in the transfer portal, we saw that as well. But the the program just seems like it's in a good footing with Ty Evans leading it uh, in that third year. Oh, yeah, 100%. Uh, uh, they got 11 wins this year, got 12 wins last year, back-to-back uh, -back, uh, OVC tournament appearances. That's the first time that's been done since 2014, 15, 15-16, actually. So there's been quite a lull. So Evans has come in third year, he's turned it around, made back-to-back -back tournament appearances, 10-plus win seasons. Um, I think that'll be really good for him moving forward here because uh, he'll need to hit the portal because we're going to lose some girls. So uh, just uh, capitalizing those back-to-back 10-plus -back win seasons is, is big for this program. Well, and you talk about that, and this is what I like what Ty's done because the transfer portal, certainly at the mid-major level, we know what that's all about. Uh, you bring in Gia Adams, a true freshman last year, was the OVC freshman of the year. And, and so you build through the normal way of recruiting, right? Go get a, you know, build them all the way through. Then you get Erica Haynes Overton, uh, a local product out of East Nashville, Kansas, East Tennessee State through the transfer portal. And she's, that's sort of the, the cool thing about that pandemic extra year and the transfer portal is that someone of her caliber can come back and finish a college career already, you know, pretty established at, at, at home, really, with TSU. So there's sort of a balance there of building with the younger traditional way, but also supplementing through the, uh, the uh, uh, transfer portal. Oh, definitely, yeah. Uh like you said, Erica came in, uh, grad transfer this year, hadn't really played ball in about two years, uh, uh, missed her first season at Kansas due to sitting out due to transfer rules, and the second season just didn't get a lot of minutes, so came back to Nashville this year, came to TSU uh, for a final year, and her, her and Gia Adams, they, they played great together. I mean, uh, Gia, like you said, she was freshman year last year. She showed no signs of a sophomore slump this year, uh, still had about 13 points per game, uh, they they played really well together. And Gia Adams, if you just look at her, she, I mean, you know, out, out on the court or away from it and everything, she's she's no bigger than a cricket, really. I mean, think about it. I mean, she's, you know, 5'7", and not frail, but just, and, and she's sneaky good. And and oh, yeah. we're gonna have Kim Roseman come up a little bit later. She loves Gia, by the way. I think Gia hit a half court shot to beat her last year, right? 
so yeah, and but just the, the how so she's so smooth in what she does, and she she just plays so much bigger than she is. Oh, 100%. I think a lot of girls on our team, you can mention that, along with Ashley Malone, who was another uh, transfer who came in, a hometown girl. We have a lot of smaller guards that aren't scared to drive to the basket, aren't scared of contact, which is really, really good to see. Well, and you mentioned Ashley Malone. Obviously, Pope John Paul II went to Jacksonville University. And, and so they're, you know, the people that come home, but also uh, the young lady out of Stewart Creek uh, High School to get another. A true freshman that you know yes, that sir. help me out with that. Uh, what Zion Z- Shannon? Zion yeah, Zion yes, sir, Shannon. Yeah. I got it. <laughs> with yeah, that. So well. yeah, and and so then you you're building again. You're looking at the transfer portal, but you're also recruiting and getting you know freshmen to come in to, to sort of be the the foundation of the program. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's good when you can get these local products and they can get them in. You can get them playing right away. I mean. Zion came in, played in 29 games, uh, scored over 100 points this year, which was good to see. Uh, I know her minutes kind of diminished there at the end of the season, but early on in the year she was the number two guard behind Gia there, it seemed like, for the majority of the season. So, yeah, she came and did really well. and It's good for these local products to see, like, hey, uh, there's good basketball here locally at uh, TSU, so I can stay home and don't have to go somewhere else. Um, I can stay home playing Nashville. Stephen Featherston with us, uh, communications uh, uh, a communications officer. How about that at uh, Tennessee State University? Uh, with that uh, as well. So, what's going on this spring? What What do I need to be paying attention to? Man, this past week was spring break, but the events did not stop for TSU uh, softball. They actually went down to Austin last Friday, played six games, played five games in the UT Invitational, ended up going one and four. Then they closed that out on Tuesday with the game versus Incarnate Word in San Antonio. So now they're back in uh, they're back in Nashville. They're actually set to uh, set to open up OVC play today against Lindenwood at Lindenwood at 11 a.m. Uh, then they have two more games tomorrow at 11 and one. Um, women's golf was in action this week on Monday and Tuesday. This was their first uh, outing of the year. They ended up getting second place in the Starks Invitational down in Dixon, Tennessee, at the Greystone uh, Golf Club. Um, me and Joe Masterson were able to go out there on um, on Monday afternoon, got some photos, some videos, and we were able to, able to watch the girls golf a little bit. We had Aaron Marciliano get second place uh, with a had a 156 for a two day total, shot at 78 on both days, and uh, she also earned OBC Golf of the Week. And we also had Alex Fowler finish tied for fifth, so they had a, a good first meet, and they're about to get back at it on Monday and Tuesday as they head over to Tennessee Tech in Cedarville. Yeah, and uh, I guess what uh, we're transitioning now from uh, track and field from indoor to outdoor, right? Oh, yes, sir. Uh, we have one more indoor meet today. It's actually a big one. Elena Howsworth is going to be competing in the NCAA championships in Albuquerque, Mexico. Uh, she'll be competing in the, in the triple jump for the Tigers. Um, she had a really good spring. Uh earned three first-place finishes, and she was also named the uh, OVC Field Athlete of the Year. So she jumps today at 345 in uh, New Mexico. Um, there's 16 girls. She's the only HBCU athlete in the event, so that's, that's uh, good to see us represented there. 
Yeah, and and you know, I mean that <clears throat> at that level, isn't that already put her in an all American status when she gets to that to the finals, right? I mean, I think that's how it works. I don't know. I don't mean to put you on the spot, but I think that she's automatically now considered an all American because of her uh, where she's finished. Wow, that's that's pretty cool. Stephen Featherston uh, is with us. Stephen, where are you from? Uh, Mahia, Texas. Where's Hang that? Where, where's that? I tell people I'm from Waco when they ask. Waco, Texas. Oh, yeah, but but 20, no, 20 no, 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 I want to know. I want to know the truth. I've, I've been, actually been to Waco. <laughs> I spent a week there one day. Uh, so tell me, where where are you from? Outside of Waco, what's it called? Mahia. Mahia. All right. Yep. Uh, what? Tell me about Mahia. Small town, about six thousand people. Uh, pretty pretty rural, you could say. A lot of a lot of uh, farming. Uh, a lot of land. A lot of cows. A lot, of, a lot of green pastures. A lot of Definitely cows. Definitely not Nashville. <laughs> yeah. Well, and or, or Austin, right? Uh, no, so where'd yeah. you go? Where'd you go to school? I ended up graduating from Howard Payne University. It's a D three in West Texas. I originally got started with my college career at University in Carnot Word. Played football there for a year. Then I decided football wasn't for me anymore and got into the athletic communications world. Ended up graduating from Howard Payne University in West Texas, D three, like I said, and that uh led me to a GA position in sports information at East Texas Baptist University. So I went from West Texas to East Texas, uh, got my master's there in strategic communications, and that led to a full-time job in sports information at Southern Arkansas this past year, and now I'm in my first year at TSU. So it's been quite a rise from D3, D2 to D1. Yeah, yeah. from uh, – where did you uh, – last year, where were you, what did you say, in Arkansas? Southern Arkansas University. Yes, Southern sir. Southern Arkansas. Yes, sir. What's their nickname? The Mule Riders. The Mule Riders. That's right. <laughs> who are Who are the Wonder Boys? Arkansas Tech. Arkansas uh, the, Tech. The, uh, the rivals. Yes. Sir. Yeah, the Wonder Boys. Right. So. <laughs> yes. <sir. laughs> and, unique, unique name. That and the Mule Riders. Yeah, I, I, I <laughs> thought that. I, you know, writing a press release. The Mule Riders. Uh, uh, you know, uh, the, is it the Lady Mule Riders? I don't know. How does that work? It's just Mule Riders. No, just Mule <laughs> Riders. Okay, good. <laughs> Uh, Stephen Featherston with us and everything. Uh, just and, and you know what, as, as we go, spring. I know you may have made a little hit you with something out of left field, but spring football is going to be starting here soon. Spring games coming up. It's hard to believe, but in the next few weeks, we'll be in spring football. Oh yeah, it seems like we're just stepping off the plane at AM Commerce for that final game. But yeah, they get going on uh, March twenty second. Uh, two Wednesdays from now, the uh, spring game will be April fifteenth. Um, should be a should be a good spring. Uh, there's a lot of new players on campus that they signed. I know we have about eight quarterbacks in our quarterback room this spring, so that's <laughs> competition there. Uh, football just signed a new receivers coach, actually Scott Bumgardner. So that staff is complete. So they are fired up, and ready to go. I know they've been working out, going through off season, uh, throwing on their own. So it's, it's going to be able to good to see them get out there and get after it. And, and you know, with with obviously Andy George, the head coach. And I've talked to Eddie about this. That first year, there was no spring because they had played the spring season in the OVC, right? They had, you know, cancel the fall or postpone the fall to spring. And, and Will Bryan and I'm doing these, we're doing these football games from a conference room uh, with A.G. Granderson's place there on Music Row. And and so the just the weirdness of the entire situation. So last year, I considered his first year. Because it's the first time he had a complete cycle of uh, off 
you know, the the development, the spring, the recruiting cycle, all of that. And now, I, I, although it says it's his third, it's really just his second full year for Eddie George as head coach if you go through the complete cycle. Oh, no, I, I can definitely agree with that argument. Uh, I'd, I'd be the same way. I mean, he's, this will be his second spring season, so that'll be good going into uh, going into the third year in the fall. I guess it'll be a little more organized. People know what's going on. Uh coordinators are the same so the offenses aren't changing there's no really new installs i guess you could say so that'll be good for him to get the boys out there and get them rolling this spring so uh march 22nd uh the first day and when did you say april 15th april 15th april 15th a couple right. scrimmages as well there's gonna be a scrimmage april 1st and april 8th then the spring game the 15th all right then those are open to the public right I'm not well, sure we're, we're declaring they're open to the public and just run them off. Anybody wants to come over there and watch TSU <laughs> practice, you got to welcome them, right? <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> All right. Hey, thanks, Steve. Appreciate you, man. And um, enjoyed working with you this past season. Have a good spring. I know you're busy. So thank you, man. Be talking to you, Greg. All right, Steve Featherston uh, with it. Yeah, about that March 15th uh, spring practice, no, March uh, 22nd. In the first spring game. So they're going to get it all done in a really short period. A lot of teams, I think UT or maybe no, Vandy, with their spring, uh, they'll do half of it, take a spring break, and then come back and do the other half of it uh, as well. So April 15th, spring game at TSU. University Showcase right here, Strike and Spare Family Fun Center Studios. And uh, coming up next will be Kim Roseman. She cut down the nets and going to the NCAA tournament. They'll find out tomorrow night. they got a watch party. We'll promote that as well right here on Dash. Sports Radio. With more than 15,000 apartments, you know that Freeman Webb apartment communities must be managed with expertise by professionals who care about the quality of your residence with upkeep, cleanliness, and safety. Each community enjoys caring on-site property managers in constant communication with the home office. Seven-day-a-week, round-the-clock emergency service, ongoing preventative maintenance, timely response to residents' requests. You'll find each of these well-managed apartments offers a unique style that makes it not just a place to live, but a place 